I think that there's yeah, a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct you than about be. being morally right. Check out Thomas Sowell. Old generations uh, who, who, who regard facts as more or less optional. And they're, they're being taught that it's important to have views. And they're not being taught that it's important to know what you're talking about. It's important to hear the opposite viewpoint, and more important, to learn how to distinguish whether why viewpoint A and viewpoint B are different and which one has the most evidence or logic behind it. They disregard that. They Shout out to Thomas Sowell. And they hear some rhetoric and they run with it. Get some facts first, know what you're talking about before you start spouting out this kind of stuff. Facts. This is not gonna be a free ride. It's not gonna be some instant amnesty. This is only bad when Trump says it. You are going to pay a significant fine. You are going to learn English. You are going to go to the back of the line so that you don't get ahead of somebody who was in Mexico City applying illegally. It's not something that is guaranteed or automatic. You've got to earn it. I think the American people, they appreciate and believe in immigration. He's speaking. Now, shout out to Doc Rich. <coughs> shout out to Doc Rich. That's Obama talking about immigration, illegal immigrants, which Obama, look at how many people he deported in the United States and compare it to Trump. I'm going to skip that because that's too short. The audio is too fucking low. Amen. Donald Trump is the most pro-life president that this nation has ever had, defending life at all stages. His belief in the sanctity of life transcends politics. President Trump will stand up against Biden-Harris, who are the most anti-life presidential ticket ever, even supporting the horrors of late-term abortion and infanticide. Because of his courage and conviction, President Trump has earned the support of America's pro-life community. Moreover, he has a nationwide of religious standing behind him. You'll find us here with our weapon of choice, the rosary. So thank you, Mr. President. We are all praying for you. What's up, my guys? Men are better in every conceivable way. And here's why. You're more interesting. When was the last time a girl opened her mouth and you were like, hmm, that's an interesting point. Never. Literally never. You're more direct. I'm sick of having to translate everything women say to me. I love that a man could just tell me how it is. You're also more decisive. You will never hear a man uttering the phrase. But are you sure? You're more vulnerable than women. Everything with vulnerability has to do with emotions when in reality, it has more to do with being your authentic self. Women lie every single day when they put on makeup. You don't get that look. You're easy to please. I've never met a man that wasn't happy with a smile, a hug, and a full belly. All I have to do is make a sandwich. And lastly, let's be honest, you're funnier. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson (laughs) Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Oh, shit. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy.
Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. I think I'm going to do two episodes again today. We'll see. I know I'm doing an episode right now because I'm recording. So that's all that matters. I know a lot of the blacks, the black family, they're cooking that stinking ass ham, nasty ass greens, macaroni and cheese, cornbread. I haven't had cornbread in a while, man. I'm black. Haven't had cornbread in a while. But there's a lot of cooking going on today with the blacks and the whites. Do whites eat? Do whites, um, do y'all celebrate Easter like that? Like Easter dinner? Because I know a lot of y'all, y'all got the egg hunt and all that shit. Rabbits and all that shit. But do y'all eat the way that blacks eat on Easter? Just a question. I am high. It's past noon for me right now. Damn. We about to start this shit, man. Fuck it. Fuck it, we gonna start it. We gonna start this shit off. It's wrong. Jersey Judah back once again. This time it's Easter Sunday, but it's another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. There's a content creator that I stumbled across earlier this morning. Well, not really. Well, technically this morning. It was like 1130. Content creator that goes by the name Jen. G-E-N. That's his name. He's on YouTube. Um, He's an Asian guy. He does a lot of videos. Kind of similar to... Um, the It's Complicated channel. But he asked people a bunch of crazy off-the-hook questions. And in the video we're going to go through on this episode, it's going to be called, Is It Okay to Be Racist to White People? Is it okay to be racist to white people? Now, I'm just going to give you a little spoiler No. No. I would be racist to the racist, but then that makes me racist. Somebody got to break the cycle. All right. 
is it okay to be racist to white people? That is going to be the question, the title of the video by Jen, G-E-N. And also, <clears throat> later on, I'm going to have another episode where I go through another video by Jen. Let me see if I have this saved. I probably do not. Let me miss, Let me just make this playlist right away. Boom. Boom. And so later on, there's another video where Jen talks about how Andrew Tate made men hate women or something like that. Seems like an interesting uh, title. It's a 23-minute long video, so you know that's going to be a husky episode later on. Probably tonight. Probably tomorrow when I actually upload it. I know I'm going to finish it tonight. Uh, but for right now, let me go to my saved list. Is it okay to be racist to white people? Jen, G-E-N, on YouTube. Let's get it. Do you make white jokes? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've yeah. been guilty of it. I don't think it's possible to be racist towards white people. Racism was invented by white people. How do you think it's more accepted in society to make jokes about white people? Because they make jokes about the rest of us. White people have never gone through any oppression. So the question I want to ask is, is it okay to be racist towards white people? I still struggle with this myself. Despite their ancestral impact on America, it's not right to put all of them in that box. I don't think it's okay to be racist towards anyone. White people are still people. It is possible to be racist towards white people as well, yes. I don't think you can be racist towards white people. What do you mean by that? Racism was invented by white people? You can't take it out of... A white guy just said <clears throat> racism was invented by white people. What do you guys think of that? When I first heard it, I laughed because it's a white guy who says it, but this is a typical liberal strategy that is used by the left, right? They use an articulate but also still sort of urbanized white to push the agenda of whites are bad while being white. I never understood that. Historical context. So historically, there's been one race that has more power in the system. But racism was invented by white people to protect white power primarily. I don't think it's possible to be racist towards white people. There needs to be... I mean, huh. He kind of, see, when he says that, right, when he says that, and I want you guys to really pay attention to what I'm about to say. I'm about to drop some base shit right now. When he says that, it doesn't necessarily make me think that there's a quote-unquote white person over top black people. It reminds me of Third Reich, Nazi Germany, the Aryans that felt that they were the purest bloodline and they wanted to wipe out anything else, which include other people that looked like them, but were from another fucking country, the Europeans, right? That's what that makes me think about. When you think about, <clears throat> and see, people won't mention racism because in the standard of, I guess, people, you would just consider them whites killing one another. But the Aryans, the Third Reich, the Nazis, right? These people felt that they were superior over everybody. Other races are <clears throat> more or less other nationalities. So that's when I th see that. We talked about slavery on the last episode. You should check out the last episode. Talking about how we were lied to about slavery. But let's continue.
a system of oppression. Generally, white people are the ones controlling that system of oppression. Why do you think it's more accepted in society to make jokes about white people? Because they make jokes about the rest of us constantly. So do you feel like you have your guard up against white people? Sometimes I do. When white people are going through hardship, they're not as sensitive to it as you would be to a black community. In general, like, white people, the privilege behind that. You make white jokes? I White privilege. Here we go. <clears throat> Anytime you claim a person to be privileged over you, you are the oppressed. When you are the oppressed, you are the voiceless. You are powerless. You are weak. Okay. Any black today should have just the mindset of excellence compared to um, any of what our previous people, previous generations have gone through, even as deep as, you know, um, uncles and aunts, maybe what they went through was a little bit more of an issue. Grandparents, great aunts, great uncles. From what I know from the pictures that I have, a lot of, a lot of my family, uh, down South were, were part either part Native American or part Irish and black, all right? So they dealt with a lot of shit growing up. I mentioned before that my great aunt, Mildred Loving, there's a documentary about her who was involved in the first interracial marriage in 1967 in Virginia. I I, I can I can speak on shit from my vision. I don't I can't speak for another man regardless of his skin color. He's going to have a, a way different opinion than me. And nine times out of ten, he has no information, no resources, uh, no sources in general to back up what he's saying. Sometimes a little bit, but I'm trying to do better. Because over the last few years, there's a growing movement where we're telling white people not only to ignore, but to accept things that we would never say to another race. Too many white people in here, and this is a space for people of color. Women. <laughs> Shout out to Jesse Lee Peterson. He talked about that uh that topic where uh, a white, I don't, it wasn't a white, it was, it was a college. I don't like to use color directly until it comes to specific groups, organizations and whatnot. Um, this black woman, they were in this uh, campus or this section in the campus I think it was supposed to be dedicated to a historian or a black historian. And the woman was mad that there were so many white people in the area when it was made for the blacks. That's how they, it's very, it's very bizarre, right? Like we've, we've, we've sort of turned the hands of time to where now in the beginning where blacks would probably be seen as shiftless, not working, lazy, irresponsible, um, ill-informed, it's the blacks who look down at a majority of whites because they have better shit. In some cases, most of us have the equal opportunity outside the economic way of looking at things. Um, the, I guess, education, if that means anything to anybody, <clears throat> there's an equal opportunity for that. You know, there's an equal opportunity to sort of better yourself or you can be reminded about slavery. You can be reminded that you're oppressed. You can be reminded that you're a victim. And let's just see how far we go with that.
Progress is the goal. We must acknowledge inconsistencies and call out the double standards. Bro, you make fun of white people all the time. Shut up, whitey. I, I mean, bro, dude, I'm what? just trying to make a video right now. <laughs> but would questioning this issue make me a white apologist or an uncle? White. But more importantly, am I making the problem worse by even talking about it? Guess we gon' see. How would you define racism? Racism is judging or seeing yourself differently from somebody else because of the color of your skin. I would just say... Seeing yourself different than somebody else because of the color of your skin you are different from somebody else because the color of your skin there's nothing racist about that that's damn near common fucking sense what the fuck is she talking about preconceived notions what a mess. someone based on their skin color what the? a systemic system where basically people are starting off at a way different point because of the color of their skin racism is made up social structure it exploits people based on their race globally it seems like there's a lot of whiteness controlling racism whiteness. is it okay to be prejudiced towards a white this is a caucasoid a white said there's a lot of whiteness running racism <laughs> it's so bizarre because like i said it's a white it's a caucasoid who's saying this it's not like a black per it, it's a if it's a black person saying it it's like all right i expect this you know what i mean just a white person saying this shit so now they they carry they carry this flag right they carry this flag of essentially being uh, perpetuating white privilege. White people perpetuate white privilege. Can you believe that? And nobody looks at those who who so-called acknowledges white privilege as racist themselves. Because by saying that whites are privileged and they're white, that means they have more privilege than you. You see how that works? But a lot of blacks, they'll side with these self-hating whites only for like a political cause, you know, something like that. It's the only time motherfuckers really come together. If there's a political cause or there's a need to riot and destroy shit, that's the only time motherfuckers really come together, unfortunately. What a mess. Yeah, well, sure. Is it okay to have prejudice towards black people? I mean, it's not okay, but I mean, I think racism describes a system of power. So for some, it seems like racism is about punching down and not punching up. But does that mean that as minorities, we don't have the power to discriminate? Let's see what the other side would say. A lot of people these days say that reverse racism doesn't exist. Listen, let's be honest. Asian people are pretty racist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Asians. I mean, like, nearly the entire continent of Asia, the Asians, right? That includes India. They're racist. And better yet, I mentioned this in the last episode with colorism and how color works within different continents, right? And I mentioned, uh, what did I give as an example? India. The people of India, the darker-skinned Indians are treated worse than the lighter Indians. This is one people, different cultures, same thing as the states, where you'll have a white person over here, he's used to the urban background, he's used to the urban environment, the urban culture. Then on the other side, you got pretty much a nigga that lives in the sticks. He don't want to be bothered with nobody. You see what I mean? So there's a dynamic that you can separate with, with certain whites, 
but blacks, if you notice, it's usually mostly urbanized. If the area isn't urbanized, then the mentality is urbanized. What do you think about that? There's this belief that racism against the person who is most likely to conduct the racism doesn't make it racist, which is untrue. If your definition of racism is purely systematic, no, I don't believe reverse racism can exist. It's just a matter of discrimination. Then yeah, absolutely. I had a racist brother and he was indigenous. Just because you're a minority doesn't mean you you, you don't hate. A lot of cases of racism, you find that people, their racism are the victim of something. Do you think, though, at times people use that excuse of like, you, know, you can't be racist towards white people and they mask hate with good intention. I listen to my friends who are like people of color and they tell me their experiences and how they feel. People of color. Come on, man. Stop it. People of color. When I hear whites talk about people of color, you know what that reminds me of? Not that I went through it. And I can tell y'all that right now. I never went through no segregation. I go to wherever the fuck I want to go. But, um... This reminds me of like when the blacks were called colored. You remember that? No colors allowed. Colored only. That's what remind me of colored. Imagine that. What a mess. People of color by a white. Sounds absolutely sickening. Despicable try to understand the best that I can. But today is a lot of the racism that we see in the West in your face or behind closed doors. So in order to address such issues, policies like affirmative action and racial quotas were introduced in the 60s to increase representations for historically disadvantaged groups. Now ask yourself, because a lot of people, including myself, I looked at that, oh, that's a good thing, right? But what they would do and it would sort of like make an example out of the black at that time. They would get someone who is um, uninformed about certain things, or they, it would always be like, like I said, forced diversity, sort of corporatized diversity, diversity and inclusion. Corporatized um, inclusion would be like, oh, we'll just hire a black just so we can look diverse, we'll hire this person who's, you know, obviously have sugar in his tank because it will give us a good reputation. We'll get somebody who's trans. And look, these people don't know that they're being used, but they're being used just like the blacks. Blacks were used. Blacks were used for a long time, still being used. And a lot of them don't even know it. What a mess. And change has come to this nation too. As we see today, controversy remains. The affirmative action harmed everybody, though in different ways. As Thomas so well put it, it was a break from the traditional justice of equal opportunity and applying the same rules for all to a shift towards cosmic justice with a focus on equalizing prospects and creating equality of outcome. The requirement for treating everyone the same is very simple. It's mass produced. The requirements for cosmic justice must be handmade and tailored to each individual case. So it raises the question, can both equality and equity even coexist? But what are your thoughts on, let's say, racial quotas or diversity hiring in the context of jobs or university? Programs like affirmative action, I think, are necessary, and I think they've shown to be effective at balancing income inequality between races. Job or opportunity should be given to the person who's got the best skill? I think a lot of the time, the perception of it, The end. She said the most logical thing right there. That's it. 
everybody think about it like this, right? Everybody listening. If you have your own business, don't matter what race you are, right? If you have your own business. And I know white people's answer because that's how that's how white people are. Most of them. Not all, not all, not all, but most. There's bad apples everywhere. But if white people were starting a business, they're not looking for a white banker, uh, a Jewish lawyer. No, they're looking for the most qualified the blacks, we be we've been told, hey, we gotta have black on this, black on that. All right, to each his own. Right, I'm hiring the most qualified, but then again, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna have my own business and be the only black. I may hire another black just because. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I would just hire another black. You know what I mean? Probably like, you know, probably like a solid. 320 pound brick wall he just stands he doesn't do nothing he goes on the phone every once in a while you know what I mean because I already know this, that that type of guy would be in the gym four or five times a week so I would have to catch him on the weekend just so it would just be another black you know what I mean I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to run a, a group of whites. It feels uncomfortable. To be hires that these people are unqualified, where in a lot of the times you're giving somebody the shot to show that they are qualified. If they didn't have those quotas, then less black people would be in certain programs. They were to get assessed. They say, okay, no, I have five Asians. I have 10 black people. Isn't that they, discrimination though? Of course it's discrimination, but it has to be this way because that's the world. And, and there you go. I really don't even need to play the rest of it, but she said it. Affirmative action is discrimination within itself. It's just people don't think it doesn't go beyond. I don't know, like people still want to live in that time period. I feel that most of the blacks want to live in that time period where we're just being oppressed. And we need this and we need that. If you think about it, it's never really opportunity that's handed down as much as it's just um, free money, handouts, shit like that. It's never solid career, solid job opportunities. And even if there were, with the way that a lot of things are, a lot of people wouldn't take those opportunities. Black, white, Hispanic, a lot of people wouldn't. We have created. I would point to things like the Harvard scandal, where really, really qualified Asian kids, so they're getting left out. You can have a shitty doctor because somebody got into med school, and, but their scores weren't that great. But I believe in quality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. I think that's Marxist, and you can only enforce that with a gun. I've also heard instances that it actually hurts Asian people the most, who is definitely go. a minority with only 6% in America. That's do you think that's creating more division? I only know what I've read, and that's that they have been effective for helping historically underprivileged races. Especially for my people, for 400 plus years, we've been discriminated. Now, I will say this. And when I say Asian people are racist, I don't mean Asian people necessarily in America, but there are some. I mean Asian people outside of America, Asian people where they're, where they're originally from. In the way that I can say me and my people were originally from the States, right? Their people were originally from 
Asia, China, and they don't like niggas like that. They don't. Then again, I saw this one. I saw this one clip that had me laughing. It was this. It was this black kid. It was these black Africans, and they were in um the fucking woods, pretty much. They had them huts and whatnot. I ain't trying to live like that. People trying to move to Africa, cool. All right, respect. Me personally, I'm cool here for the time being, at least. But there was footage of these of these boys, these black Africans, they were playing in the woods and shit, right? And the 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 white, there was a white. He was a camera guy, right? And so the white walked into the village. And the kid just burst into tears and just started running. You know what I mean? He just he just started running as fast as he can. And the cameraman's like, "Hey, uh, why is he running?" And they said they they never seen they never seen a white person before. And the the kid literally thought that the white guy was a ghost. Probably low key the most racist but most funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. And it wasn't even trying to be funny. It was funny. This African kid thought the white man, the camera guy, was, in fact, a ghost. Think about that. And against and not given opportunities. I think that there's a bit of a slippery slope that happens when we bring people into certain opportunities or certain institutions simply because of their skin color. And you could even argue that itself inherently could be a bit racist. It's, it's reasonable to have equal amount of different races involved in the workplace. But is it achievable the way we're doing it right now? No, I don't think it is. So if achieving both is impossible, is the pursuit of inclusion actually creating more division? Because if measures are... Now... I've stated this before. I'm going to state it again, right? So any form of inclusion that involves corporation, any form of diversity that involves corporation, it is manufactured. It's not organic, right? It's not that it something can be naturally. I think in a lot of cases, things can be naturally diverse, but I think if it's still going directly off of race, then we got a long way to go. Because really, I don't, I don't criticize people that claim to, you know, hate white people, black people that claim to hate white people, Hispanics that claim to hate white people. I don't, I don't necessarily judge them for it because I could understand in whatever circumstances they have and whatever thoughts and emotions that they deal with and whatever stories and upbringing that their family had was probably a different one than mine. So I always keep that in mind. But at the same time for me, um, they mentioned the Asians, right? So the Asians, like I said, most of them are smart. I don't care if that sounds bad or not. Me giving a compliment like that, if that's bad, then fuck them. I don't care. But most Asians are smart, right? China... Japan, Korea, they're all they're all pretty much smart to a point, right? And they bring in a lot of technology, they bring in a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? Even though China got spyware, even though, you know, whatever you want to mention to go along with that. <clears throat> they bring a good amount of technology. Um the batteries in our phones, 
<laughs> the batteries in our phones, the material that takes that it takes to make that is from China. I mean, there's so many things that you can break down, right? So they, you would think with a low number that they're doing bad. They're not. They're just being outsourced, right? They've established Chinatowns. Think about it like this, right? A people... A people that ex- that established Chinatown in most, if not all, major cities. They established a Chinatown in New York that essentially took over uh, parts of Little Italy. You had a you had a group of people that established their own culture. They stamped it. They stamp it. If you think about it, it's the only people that most don't don't criticize when it comes to speaking their language in the country. Always be like a racist Hispanic, not a racist, not Hispanic. It always be like a racist white. You know, our our niggas, to be honest, will say, "Man, these niggas need to learn. They need to learn English and all this." We'll say that shit too. I've heard niggas say it. So I don't want to hear nothing that, oh, we don't hate this. Nah, cut it out, man. I already, I already told y'all racism is a construct. It's hard to say that whites created it, but they. When I think of like, when I think of a a person, or if I think of a race that considers themselves a master race, I'm thinking of Germany. I'm thinking of Germany. You know, I'm not I'm not thinking about uh blacks. I'm not even thinking about whites. I mean, the clan can be mentioned because I mean, regardless of how people view that shit, they weren't considered a terrorist organization for a while. If I'm not mistaken, They weren't criminalized the same way that gangs were criminalized, even though the gangs were, were pretty much killing one another. The blacks, the blacks and the Hispanics were killing one another. So they kind of fell back. You know what I mean? The clan, the clan went on vacation. What a mess. Becoming more extreme and opportunities are given solely based on race. Isn't it just going to go back to the same equality we sought to address? Diversity matters. And, and does that include for Asian Americans? I, I'm not putting my personal opinion. I, I, he was fired for being a white male to diversify white. leadership positions. That's right. So Get out. Obvious Get out, whitey. Race. That's right. Beat it, whitey. Beat it. We're hiring a black. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Beat it, Whitey. We're hiring a black. <laughs> That's excellent, man. That's great. They got they got that nigga up out of there, man. Tell him you gotta leave. We got um uh we how can they say it? Without we got a darkened hold up. <laughs> hey, um, hey Derek, you gotta get your things and go. We gotta darken up. 
the work environment. We got to hire a black. Got his ass up out of there, man. Beat it, whitey. Whitey, isn't Whitey? Whitey, that's funny, man. Y'all gotta admit that shit is funny. Whitey, Darky, that shit is funny as well. I have to admit, (laughs) that's funny. Darky, Whitey and Darky, that's just brilliant. Brilliant names, like basic, basic concept, right? Basic, but the emotion from it, it can go far. But they got him a batter there. They were like, beat it, Whitey. We got Leroy. Leroy Bishop. It's the name that I came up with. Leroy Bishop. Right? Y'all got to go. Leroy Bishop is here. He's the head nigga in charge now. (laughs) That should be the affirmative action. That should be the affirmative action sound effect. It made me think, why is America so obsessed with race and racism? Do you think talking about racism helps the problem or makes the problem worse? One of the reasons is we are miseduc- we are uneducated, misinformed when it comes to slavery. I talked about that in the last episode. There's a lot of things in history that we're not taught about 100%. The Civil War is one of those things. The um, origin of the Republican Party. Um, the action that took place before the Civil War, right? The meaning of the Civil War outside of abolishing slavery. But a lot of people, they don't think about it. Can't blame them. Those that educated them told them the same bullshit. Talking about it with different sets of ideals hopefully pushes the conversation forward a little bit. Getting your worldview shattered and smashed to shit is sometimes good. White people should be talking more about race in my social settings with white friends. It isn't brought up enough. I think there's a certain level of awareness that needs to be raised. However, bringing it up in the context of us versus them, I think that itself contributes to racism. If we keep talking. I think, I think people constantly bringing up racism is going to contribute to racism. It's a construct that is constantly built on. From each person's personal so-called experience with racism, right? Just pure emotion, no logical thinking, no critical thinking, nothing past the race. It will never be a conversation that's able to be talked about without offending people, without ruffling some feathers. And the people whose feathers are ruffled, they don't have to listen but yet they still continue to listen. It's like they want to be offended, right? They want to get triggered. About it. Eventually, you know, it'll probably subside somewhere. I don't think it's going to go away. I think you have to look at things holistically and you can't be just one-sided, left or right. I feel like there's always a middle ground. People recycle the same bullshit topics, but no one's talking about love. Do you think minorities blame white people too much? Yes, 100% they do because it's an excuse. Why the f*** are we talking about how we can connect more and actually learn about each other? Why is it always the problem we're talking about? Why not the solution? Now this may sound wild, but has this obsession with race created an environment where woke people and racists are becoming the same thing? Because if it's true perhaps one of the first woke people woke whites they are racist 
I'm going to say that again. White people that claim to be woke, they are racist. Um, feminists who claim to support Black Lives Matter, they're not only hypocrites, but they're racist as well. Straight up. The only way you can look at it is like this, right? A white person, for example, this is the best example. A white person that tells you that they don't support Black Lives Matter, the first thing that a black person will think is he's a racist. He doesn't care about black lives, which in reality, politically speaking, he doesn't agree. Socially, he doesn't agree. But these are everyday white people they talk to, hang out with, have friends who are, who are black. And most of them don't say, oh, this is this is my black friend. They'll say, hey, this is my friend. It usually be the blacks, right? What you doing with that white boy, man? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the shit I grew up. <laughs> That's the shit I grew up being ass, man. That shit was great. I look back at it. It's funny to me. At the time, I was just like, what the fuck? I was just confused by it. But we be the ones that say, oh, yeah, you got the uh, the white boy. Yeah, 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 the white boy. We say shit like that. That's, easy. That's easily said by us. Oh, yeah, the white dude, white boy, this and that. Imagine if a white dude said, yeah, the black boy over there. Yeah, 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 that's 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 my black boy over there, man. That's my black boy. <laughs> what the? Right? <laughs> it's my black boy right there. But um, no, no. We be the ones to say that. We be the ones to say that. I had a couple friends, white friends. We just grew up saying racist shit. They, that that was that was funny to us. Really, that that was funny. That shit is funny to me. The Mel Gibson. If y'all ever heard, <laughs> I brought it up in an episode a while back. The Mel Gibson tapes. Oh my god. Mel Gibson. Jesus. This nigga went in. Bitch recorded the conversation wild invasive but that's just how the law works wherever the fuck that happened at i think it was los angeles cali some shit like that but he said a lot of racist shit right (laughs) he said a lot he was talking about mexicans calling mexicans wetbacks calling blacks niggers um he said something about the jews but i forgot what it was and i'm probably not going to say it because those are the most sensitive people so Anyway, yeah, they it was it was bad, man. Gibson, Mel Gibson kind of he spurred out, spurred out on his uh, Russian bitch that he was with at the time. It was a bad look. But yeah, this whole racism shit, and I don't say it. I don't say it as if it doesn't. Like I'm not one of those people that say it doesn't exist, but I'm saying it's a concept or it's a construct that is always built on by different people. White people who speak out against it, they're not they're not received in a positive manner, right? Because then a lot of blacks will say, well now it's your turn, right? These are ill informed people, not all of them, but most of them are ill informed. Oh, these are my people that went through this. Now you gotta deal with it. 
And like I mentioned before, one of the misconceptions with slavery was that, you know, it was just the whites handling the slaves. But, you know, we always know with information provided, you can realize that the Arabs had a lot to do with the slave trade. But um, in the States, it was some of the blacks that actually owned slaves themselves. Can't make this shit up. Lines was seen six years ago in this small college in Washington. Annual day of absence at Evergreen State College involved minority students leaving campus for the day to raise awareness of their contribution. So then in 2017, organizers decided to reverse the roles and ask white students and faculty to leave campus instead. Brett Weinstein, a white professor, objected, citing these demands as forced segregation and discriminatory. And soon after, Weinstein's objections were met with protests and accusations of racism. A student activist called for his resignation for promoting white supremacy. I am not interested in debate. I am interested only in dialectic, which does mean I listen to you and you listen to me. Eventually, Weinstein and his wife resigned from their positions and filed a lawsuit, which was eventually settled for 500k. So even though the protesters may have genuinely felt that they were advocating for inclusion, the reality is is that they were promoting exclusion based on race. What a mess, man. Frankly, every every student in that hallway has a clue about where they're going wrong. And so are we continuing to head down a path of revenge masked as equality? Because as it stands, is it fair to generalize an entire group based on the actions of a few in the past? Sure, I actually think that's a really interesting question because there's a lot of research coming out about how trauma is inter- Now, keep in mind, and I'll, and I'll just break it down like this. A lot of the whites that claim to support Black Lives Matter they are just as prejudiced as the so-called racist whites that they point out. Meaning if they seen, oh, they'll support black lives from a distance, but they're not willing to have conversations and, you know, know about what the fuck they're going through. They just use it as a political scheme. A lot of them, not all of them. Some whites are fooled, right? Some whites are fooled. And they actually are, they sincerely see black people as victims. Some of them do. And they're not necessarily evil. They're just ill-informed. That's all. But others, they'll call the police if they see a black in their neighborhood. They just see a black standing around. Oh, they looking out the window. They're typical Karens. They're out the window with fucking military binoculars, you know what I'm saying, like x-ray, not x-ray, night vision, bitch got the Tom Clancy uh, night vision, night vision, ghost recon goggles on, looking out the window, monitoring the the activity taking place, she's about to call the police, see that, that's one of them women, but they claim black lives matter. Oh, blacks are being poorly judged, but, you know, they have their judgment themselves. They're just not honest about it. Generational. So even though you may not have experienced
something if your parents did, if they ever shared that story with you, you might have that ingrained memory somewhere. Okay, well then how about this? Like, I'm Japanese-American, right? Do you think then, like, Americans should judge the actions of my ancestors, let's say, on me? I think it's important that, like, people have this type of dialogue, why they think a certain way, why they hold certain beliefs, and that's the only way we're going to be able to move forward as a society. Okay, but what if we take a completely different approach to it? Do you think it's okay to be racist if you're equally racist to everyone? <laughs> that's correct. Equal opportunity racist. I used to say that, and there, and I think that's terribly worded, but it does make sense. If you're going to be, it's like your discrimination is no discrimination. So you're going to criticize everyone's character and everyone's morals, everyone's principles. And you look at it across the board. And I don't even think that aspect is based on racism. It's just you realize that people are good and people are bad, regardless of who they are, what they are, I should say. Equal opportunity racism. Funny thing someone told me recently is they want to learn more about culture so they can be more accurate in their racism. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Why do you think I'm traveling right now? That is that is straight dedication. Kidding aside, saying that we don't have the power to discriminate as minorities using victimhood to actually discriminate. But on the other hand, is this overcorrection necessary to correct the wrongs of the past? And it seems like that's exactly what Hollywood is doing. Whether it be Indian Velma or Black Annie, a recent trend has been replacing originally white characters with minorities in the name of diversity. The power of media cannot be ignored. Do you think that's a good way to increase representation amongst minorities or do you think that's a bit lazy? Anytime that we try to intentionally increase visible minority representation in the media is a good thing. Maybe it's forceful diversity people trying too hard to be inclusive and all that honestly forceful diversity corporal diversity i like corporal diversity because you know if it's corporal it's manufactured it's just a manufactured idea meaning that it's only thoughts in it's action but there's no true care and consideration for those people you know, they're added on for the reputation. I can't say that I looked to Disney characters or other characters to see what opportunities exist for me. However, being able to see other women of color in positions of power, whether it be in the legal force, whether it be in politics, was something that did open my eyes to the opportunities that are possible. Yes, I'm a black woman, but when they create these shows, it's like almost so far gone for me. I don't care what my skin color is. I know who I am. I think it's pandering a lot of the time. When it's just you swap out a character, you don't change the dialogue and you say they're black. There you go. Here you go. Got to be a logical white who's there to just point it out. Um, the Velma shit, the mermaid shit, all this other things just to be inclusive. Why can't and if and I'm on the side of blacks in the sense of why can't we just have get a black, tell them, hey, let's make a story. Make it for Disney. If Disney wants to be that inclusive, they would incorporate real ideas, real creativity, real thought from individuals rather than just what the Hollywood uh, industry is doing. They're just remaking everything and it's garbage. They add the woke narrative. They include a token black. They have a bunch of scrawny beta whites. Matter of fact, where's where's this shit at? Hold up. There's a white man, white 
You know what I mean? Typical. Traditional characters. It's almost like, remember the last samurai with fucking... (laughs) Remember the last samurai with Tom Cruise? Remember that? Then there was a movie called The Mexican. Who was that? Who was in that? Matter of fact, let me look that up real quick. Let me look that up. I think it's Brad Pitt, man. If I'm not mistaken, let me see. Yeah. The Mexican starring Brad Pitt. The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. What's what's missing in these um, <laughs> titles? An actual Mexican? Maybe someone who's Japanese? No. The whites, they change shit up too. I have to acknowledge that. They did a lot of retarded shit. They put their people in everything, which they can. I mean, it's their power to do it. The Mexican was white, but now it's just like the Velma shit. Like they're not, they're not even entertaining. They're not even good to watch. They're terrible. They're fucking terrible. They try. They remade the Lion King atrocious. What an embarrassment, man. Leave Lion King alone, the original Lion King. These motherfuckers are out of their goddamn mind, man. They got to remake everything, but there's so many people with their own creative ideas and thoughts, right? And maybe they want to come up with their own shit. But no, we're gonna do um, Little Mermaid. We're gonna make her. We're gonna make her black. Even though you know damn well we don't swim. A lot of us can't swim. Not all, not all, not all, not all, but most. Urbanized blacks. We can't swim. You fucking kidding me? Fuck out of here. I know I can't swim, so I'm black. So Little Mermaid being black makes no doesn't doesn't change anything for me. I don't feel included. I don't want to be included. What if what if blacks don't want to be included in shit? Right? You're forcing me to go along with a narrative because of whatever guilt you were taught by these niggas. I'm not participating in that. Then the motherfuckers want to start marching, man. God damn it. Then the motherfuckers want to start marching. And I mean everybody. The blacks, the gays, trans. You know what I mean? They're all marching. Sickening. They invaded the the entire narrative of white people being evil and shit. They're incorporating that into the schools along with the uh, rainbow agenda. You know what I mean? They they are single-handedly incorporating that in everything within education. So brace yourselves. Glad I don't have kids. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for that, man. I'll tell you that right now. Can't can't. I'm not telling motherfuckers to do anything with their kids because that's their kids. You see what I mean? So I won't even go there. But if I had kids, I would have to take them out of public schools. I'm taking them niggas out of public schools as soon as possible. 
I would have to like, and it's funny because I, it's almost like a, a comedy sketch in a sense, right? Because like, it's always the concept of black man has has a kid with a white chick, but the kid's black because the daddy black. That's how that's how shit works. We all know that that's how it works, right? And if you say that that's not how it works, then you wouldn't consider Barack Obama to be the first black president now, would you? Okay. <laughs> Honestly. So if I had a, if I had a kid, you know, I'm taking him out. I'm taking him out of a public school. I'm going to teach him the ropes. I'll just risk I'll risk fucking his life up before I let the school fuck his life up. <laughs> you know. Gotta take some risks. Fuck it. They they teaching anything and everything in these schools now. Shit's crazy. It's incredible. Real articles about I believe it's child abuse when <clears throat> A parent teaches their kid and tells their kid that they're not the gender that they think they are. When their opinion is facts. It's in fact a male. It's a boy. Or it's in fact a female. It's a girl. When the parents decide, hey, well, these are my kids and, you know, they want to decide to get little, you know, operations and shit done to kids that are not even teens, right? That's that's normalized. God forbid if you speak up about it and say that you don't agree with that shit and that shit is low-key child abuse. But this is the world we live in. Isn't that amazing? This is the world we live in. What a mess. What a fucking mess. I'm going to finish this uh, video. We're going to finish this episode. I still got to set things up for later on. Same content creator, Jen, talking about Andrew Tate and how he feels about Andrew Tate. That you try to make yourself look good, that's that's lazy and pandering to me. It's a good point because does Hollywood genuinely care about amplifying minority voices or and oh yeah, Andrew Tate, he black. He black. Or he had black, but his his daddy black, so he black. You know what I mean? We know that. Real real blacks know that. You know, he got a black dad, he black. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> His daddy black? Oh, he black. All right. He black. His mom can have just complete Aryan Aryan features, blonde hair, blue eyes type shit, right? But if the daddy black? Oh, he black. They black. Tate, Tate looks blacker than Trish and Tate. Andrew Tate looks blacker than Trish and Tate. Andrew Tate, I mentioned this before when he got out. Just a regular old conversation. When Andrew Tate got out, um, he actually looked part black. He didn't look part black before. He came out with the beard. He actually looked like he could, in fact, be African-American. He black. Oh, he black. Okay.
isn't about the woke points. Don't you think it would also just be more effective if we actually just told real stories of minorities, of like actual people, instead of just replacing it with a white, traditionally white character? Matt Damon, who was... But what about the blacks? They said minorities. Listen, I'm, I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of that. <clears throat> We're going to have to deal with that. Seriously. Minorities. People of color. Minority. Give me a fucking break. In the Great Wall of China, and everyone's so offended. Why is it him? Scarlett Johansson played like an Asian girl. Like, oh, <laughs> is it because she's a better actress? There's no way there is a one Asian person yeah. that could have been casted that's as good as Scarlett, because Scarlett is not there. And that's exactly why we need to explore the intention. Because besides the history of negative, racist, and emasculating portrayal of Asians in media, for years, films about Asians were being replaced with white people. But in current times, it's shifted to... What did I talk about? The Last Samurai, right? The Last Samurai. Tom Cruise. The Last Samurai. <laughs> I didn't listen to this previously. Isn't that amazing? Once again. Um, yeah, they replace Asians, they replace blacks, they they did all that shit. Who cares? I like Tropic Thunder because um uh Robert Downey Jr. playing the black, he was in blackface, fucking hilarious, bro. Anybody who was offended by that movie was either someone who's older. It has to be someone who's older. And if it's someone who's older, then I can respect that. But if it's someone who's young, who's offended by that, I don't know what to tell them. That character, once again, Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey Jr. playing the black. Shit is hilarious. Ignoring portrayals of white people while still continuing to focus on our differences rather than our similarities. It's white cis men who are the least grounded, most destructive race. And when media is constantly. <clears throat> the whites need like when when was it acceptable for y'all to consider yourself a cis white male? When was it acceptable for y'all to consider yourselves and be considered cis white males? Ah, appalling. Acting how you view society, we're being taught that every societal ill is the fall of whites and that as minorities, we can say whatever the hell we want about white people. So at this point, what the hell even is a solution to a more equal society? But what I realized is that this whole time, we weren't even looking at the right problem. What do you think is a bigger problem, racial or income difference? I would say that income inequality would be worse because I think that if we were to be able to fix that somehow, then it could fix a lot of the other issues. Income inequality, I think that like we all deserve like a certain standard of living. Yes, racism sucks, but at the same time, it's not on the level of like people who can't eat. I think the discrepancy of income can actually affect certain components of race and how certain things are viewed. And so I kind of see them as feeding into each other. Racial? Absolutely. Like, racial inequality follows income inequality. I think it's still racial because at the end of the day, that plays into the income and everything else that goes on, like the opportunities that we have. I think it all plays into it, so. There's relative poverty and there's abject poverty. In the West, I don't think we have abject poverty. But people that are down and don't want to get up and work, go bust your ass, man. Very few people that are busting their ass, I would say most of them are probably getting someplace. It may be slow, but you're gonna get some place. How about like, let's say, and that he, he makes a lot of good points with that. I can speak on behalf of him as a black 
You know what I mean? Going from one job to the next job, grinding 40 plus hours a week constantly. On repeat. Every every new job that I had, I was making more money. And then getting to where I was at now, and I, I made substantially a lot more money than where I was at. Doing the same thing in a bigger building, right? But I didn't get that overnight. I got that within one, two, three jobs. Back-to-back hours. Sometimes I, I, I haven't done overtime here yet, which I'm happy about that. Haven't done overtime here yet. But my last jobs, I would do like... 12, 12 hours over time and not, not all at once, but throughout the week, three extra hours here, two extra hours here, shit like that. But I don't think a lot of people, I mean, cause if you are really doing it, you're not really going to be worrying about the next motherfucker, right? If you really out there grinding and making shit happen and constantly moving, right? You're not going to be too concerned about what the next person is doing. The next person online, the next person physically. I mean, that's just how that's how life works. Most people aren't aren't really on that grind mode. For an example, like LeBron James' son, do you think he probably was born in a better position than, let's say, like a poor white kid in the trailer park? I feel like that's different. I, you can't compare the two because yeah. at the end of the day, he is a black man. He still is viewed a as black. a black man in society. Having more money would help you. Get- so he's still a black man, and he's viewed as a black man in society. So what? As a black man myself, I will respond with. So what? Black celebrities, black entertainers who talk about these bullshit conversations and the position that they're in. It's 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 BS. Fucking BS. I don't I don't even want to I don't even want to go through that anymore. That's bullshit. That's just bullshit. That just pisses me off. So you're telling me, regardless of where I go in life, because I'm black, I'm going to be viewed as negative? You mean just like a white person, regardless of what situation he's in, he's going to be looked at as an oppressor or someone who naturally has money and who's trying to put down blacks? Do you mean that type of hatred? Do you mean that type of discrimination, uh, prejudice, whatever fucking term you want to use? Because that's what it is on both ends. That's what it is on both sides. Right. It's people being taught a lie, being taught racism, being taught one group of people is better than you, less better than you because of who you are. It's BS. BS. The narratives being broken today because you'll see a lot of the whites. They're all fucked up, all fentanyl, heroin, opioids. All types of madness, right? And it's like the opposite effect, right? Where the whites, they become the drug addicts. And I hate to say it, but the blacks, a lot of the blacks become the drug dealer. They don't get hooked on it. Okay. 
they sell it. They get hooked on it later on. But they for the time being, they sell it. Terrible reality. But it's a result almost of the same situations. Broken families, broken households, lack of guidance, being raised by an emotional mother, getting all these feminoid, getting all these feminoid traits from just her present, no man. If she has a brother or or the guy who's a child has an uncle. That can impact what he does. If he's doing like physical activity, if he's playing football, if he's playing basketball, if he's learning about teamwork, if he's learning about communication skills and whatnot, he'll have a chance. But it's almost as if it sounds bad to say it, but a lot of those boys have to break away from their mothers when they start hitting teens. When they start hitting their teens, that's when they got to, you know, do martial arts, play football skate, do whatever, you know, get your hands dirty, get scarred up, get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like real shit. Because if you're coddled by just a mother, you'll become the mother emotionally. You'll be of the mother. Any, any man that tries to give you a constructive criticism, you'll take offense to it. Right. And you'll, you'll act, you'll, you'll act in the same way that a mother or that a woman would act, right? You're gonna act the same way. This loud ass Arab nigga. You gotta, you gotta pretty much. It, it's pretty much the same way. Like, matter of fact, let's just go off of that. Let's just go off of that. We'll skip through that, cause I can go even deeper, but I'm not going to. But um. To be told that because you are black, you are going to be viewed as a black is like cool, right? Like, because I'm black. You can look at me. I don't got an afro. I got an Amerifro. I'm a black, right? I don't, I don't hide it. I don't bleach my skin. I don't do any of that, okay? Other people, they do it. They'll socially do it. They bleach their thoughts, right? But that whole back and forth, I mean, to me, it's entertaining to an extent. Because, like, to hear black people say that they are racist against white people, but then hear another group of black people say, Blacks can't be racist to white people. It's mind it's it's mind puzzling. Always something I just sat back and, and just pondered about like which side makes more sense? Because to say that racism doesn't exist, I understand it, but I don't necessarily agree with it. I just believe that racism is constant because it's constantly brought up. It's constantly at a level of where it's at compared to other times where when shit was really going down back in the day, these motherfuckers weren't really standing up about it and and saying how wrong it is to segregate people and do all that shit. Not like that, but there was a couple of them back in the day. And plus, they were probably puppets anyway. But um, yeah, that's 
that's how that's how you get through racism. You stop talking about it. You realize that you're black, and that there's other people who are white, um, brown, yellow, you know, things of that nature, beige, in between all that crazy shit. Like you, you just realize who you are and who other people are. You realize that, like I've said before, it's Easter Sunday, so it is, you know, a spiritual warfare between good and evil, between right and wrong, and it goes beyond black and white. It goes beyond male and female. It goes beyond, even in a lot of cases, conservative and liberal, but I stay more on that subject anyway because it's entertaining, but as I always say, man, it's actually still the middle of another day. It's one thirty close to an hour and 15 minutes in. I'm going to plan something. Yeah, I still got another episode to do, but I'm not going to have that uploaded until tomorrow. But I'm going to have this upload. I'm going to have this uploaded as soon as possible. So as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah, and this this would be considered another edition of, sub-edition of, Radical Race Relations, Part 2 of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.